Good job, band. Appreciate you being here today on a nice Sunday afternoon. And uh, welcome to Beyond the Bench. You are listening live to Season 4, Episode 16 on this date in 2022. Guys, Scott Jarvis, how you doing in Newton, Iowa? I'm doing great. How you doing, Todd and Aaron? Nah, doing well. Aaron, <laughs> good to see you over there in uh, Cedar Rapids. Doing well over here, fellas. Good to connect with you guys. So... Speaking of Newton, Iowa, just got done watching uh, Sturts play there. Man, that kid no, plays hard. Isn't he? For the he Bulldogs. Is, that kid is just a really cool kid. I love him to death. It's It's been fun to watch his journey at Drake and how much he's improved. Yeah. And when everybody said that that kid will never play and to see what he's yeah. done is absolutely awesome. Just proud of him. And it's well, been was- cool to watch. You know, and that was cool to have them talk about. And I just, I was thinking about you, so I wanted to bring that up while we were talking here today. So, um, just, just first of all, Newton gotten some love, getting some love there on national TV yeah. uh, on that. But then, just you know, for uh, it's just one of those great reminders. And listening to the, the announcers talk about him, and they're talking. I mean, they couldn't stop saying things like, "Well, he's not the tallest, not the strongest, <laughs> not the fastest. Yep. You know, not not the most gifted guy out there in the court, but but man, the guy's involved in every single play." Uh-huh. Uh, you know, yeah. when, and what a great lesson of heart. And we talk about that all the time here. And over the last four years, we've just talked about how, that's that immeasurable thing. And just yeah. uh, it's, it's cool to see a kid out there doing that. I know you've got a great connection too, Scott. Yeah. So congrats to, to him and oh, to, yeah. to your community for getting some love today. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, guys, well, guys uh, uh, you know, it's you just know, us it's three just again. again. Here we are, here we two are. weeks in a row of uh, just us. And, uh, that's okay. okay. I think uh, what we're going to talk about today is, is uh, we'll pull some other people in, maybe uh, some comments or things, some thoughts. But, um, you know, what we're going to talk about today is is uh, just real. It's what we've tried to do here at Beyond the Bench is kind of be current with what's going on. So we're going to talk about some of those things today. Uh, speaking of current, you know, welcome to March in Iowa. And, uh, boy, had a tough storm go through and um, our thoughts and prayers are with the people down in Winterset and really Southern Iowa, that Southern maybe third of uh, counties down in Iowa. Winterset really got hit hard. Uh, I texted with Randy McDonald, the AD down there today, and just said, "Hope your, you know, your family's well and thoughts and prayers with you." Uh, uh, but and he said they are. It missed them by about half a mile, but. Man, uh, the devastation of that tornado, which was just an E2, I saw, you know, so just. Uh, But the thing was massive. Did you see the video on that thing? Yeah, Yeah, that was wide. So they they came out and said E2. I'd been seeing EF3, but they're saying 2. The 2 is what I saw just a while ago. But, uh, boy, Mm. what a path of destruction. But uh, certainly thoughts and prayers to the Winterset community, the school, uh, Randy McDonald, the athletic activities director down there. Uh, one of our good friends, Mike Lindy, uh, with the IHS ADA, uh, lives down there as well. Aaron, you talked with him, I believe. Uh, yeah, yeah. I texted with him this morning. He said that they're on the other end of town, uh, so they're they're fine and they're good. But obviously, they've got some some folks they're connected with that 
need our thoughts and prayers and they were going to spend their day with them. So yeah. Um, Tough deal. It's like you said, it's, man, you can get, it can be 67 and sunny one day and then, and then the fronts move through and then it's 28 degrees the next day. And um, unfortunately it gets ugly sometimes here when that happens. With that change. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, uh, just uh, thoughts and prayers to Winterset and the community and the school down there as well. Well, Scott Jarvis, uh, you've hey. got nothing going on uh, no, right I'm, now. Uh, no. Scott, Scott is starting his uh, his March tour, March April tour of yeah. conferences. So uh, we thought, you know, since we have people from around the country that listen to this, Scott, where are you going to be? Where in the world is Scott Jarvis? The old kind game, of, Carmen San Diego. Yeah, where in where the is world Scott Jarvis? Is, yeah, I kind of I'm going back Scott to my Jarvis. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I, my son used to watch that when he was little, so I I. Whenever I hear that, I, hear I got that the song tune in my head. too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's it's, it's going to be crazy. Oh, I mean, obviously, you know, we got the Iowa High School Athletic Director, you know, conference coming up. But prior to that, I'm doing the uh, Michigan ADs uh, QPA cohort, and then I'm speaking with all the ADs out in Washington uh, with Dave Ticker and uh, Washington State Secondary uh, Athletic Directors Association. And then I go out to Traverse City, Michigan, uh, to the MIAAAD conference from March 18th to the 20th. Then I come back to Iowa, and I'm speaking at the ISBO conference. Then I'm School in, boards, right? Yep. It's a business uh, school business offices association. Oh, school and business, then, yeah. Yeah, then I go, yeah. and I'm in Albany, New York, at the Capital Area School Development Association. Then we've got the Iowa High School Athletic Directors Association, uh, conference from March 25th to the 29th. Then I head out up to Deadwood, South Dakota for their conference, March 30th through April 1st. And then I've got the Illinois AD conference, uh, April 30th through May 2nd. So it's going to be kind of a whirlwind here the next couple, couple weeks here. So, but I'm looking forward to it. It'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be great. And you'll be great. Um, speaking doing a lot mainly, of PowerPoints. are you doing a lot of PowerPoints, <laughs> a lot, a lot of, of fundraising? Fundraising, uh, fundraising is that we talk yeah, a lot about? Mostly or? fundraising, yeah. Um, and then mm-hmm. while I'm up in Michigan, I'm actually teaching the 79, 799 course. And as you guys know, a couple of weeks okay. ago, I was in Indianapolis, and we did our review of 799 and the QPA process, or even streamlining that even more. So hopefully we'll get some more athletic ah. directors across the country that'll, that'll utilize that tool um, in order to kind of kick off their strategic planning process. And hopefully we get some ADs that will – start that process and actually go after that quality program award that they um, recognize ADs that uh, receive that distinction at the national AD conference in December. So looking forward to working with some ADs on that too. So that's been another whole project in itself, but it's been really great, really fun. Actually have developed a couple like coach mentoring tools and some activities that ADs can use and, but we really went back to see um, and met with a lot of the reviewers and talked to them about what are ADs struggling with the most when they're putting those quality programs together. And they said most of it um, is that mentoring piece. You know, they don't know exactly. Mm-hmm. And I, I always tell a lot of ADs, you're probably doing it. You probably just don't have it on paper. You're probably, you know, right. mentoring yeah. your, your coaches and your coaches are probably mentoring one another. 
and you probably just don't have it down. You're probably not as intentional as you need to be. So I tried to put together like some processes and some policies and procedures and, and just some activities and some one-on-one conversations. I stole some ideas from Todd and his one-on-ones to, uh, to implement into there. Um, and, and I think that's going to help some of our ADs with, you know, that QPA process. So that QPA, you talk about that and you talk about that mentoring process. I mean, let's just talk about that for a minute. Sure. Um, and that, I mean, it's, and that's kind of, we're talking a lot about that today, maybe in a little bit, but it's just yeah. about investing in people, you know? Yeah. Um, that's really all people want is that's just, just maybe invest some time in them and be with yep. them. And again, yep. we do a lot that's not formal, um, but we do a lot that that's formal that, yeah, we probably just need to document and be more intentional. Yeah. I mean, I, I think yeah. that's the yep. word that we keep coming back to a lot. Right. Yeah. And, and I think through that too. And, you know, even as I write through my book, I talk a little bit about in there is just like, Time is the only thing that we can't buy. And so when we invest time in people, uh, you know, obviously we value those things that we're investing time in, um, even though there's only 24 hours in a day. So we have to be mindful of what we're investing our time into. So um, I think it's, you know, as ADs, we invest time in a lot of different people and you know, I have to remind myself that we still need to invest time in ourselves too. So um, mm-hmm. just balancing that time gets difficult at times, but um, it is definitely necessary. The ability yeah, to I mean, say no. <laughs> the ability to say no. Or the wisdom. Uh, I should say I, the wisdom to say no. I, I, uh, yeah, I said the wisdom of when to say no. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I still, the most... I mean, I, I still just every day I just and I share this with kids all the time and our coaches that you got to lead yourself every day and you got to whatever that investment is, you got to be really intentional. I was talking with a young administrator a week or so ago and he said, what's one of the biggest things, you know, kind of like the what do you go back and tell a young Todd Gordon? Yeah. And I, I, I said, just you got to invest time for yourself. You got scheduled time for yourself. In my yeah. Google calendar, I have scheduled writing, Bible study. Yeah. I've scheduled uh, re- uh, re- uh, reading. You know, I, So you have to schedule those things. Not that I yeah. hit them all when that comes up, right. but it's a reminder every day in my calendar that that's something important to me. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I, I schedule my exercise every morning. And yeah. um, I just think you got to, you got to schedule, you got to have that blocked out. So you see it and I've got it blocked out for as long as I can see my Google calendar. I uh, just put it in there right. to infinity. Um, but I, I think we've got to, you got to, you got to, I didn't know they had that button. You just got to make they that, had that but, button on there. Infinity. Well, Google, Google is incredible. Just yeah. until the Lord returns. Lord click. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's good. See, I was wondering if, if there'd be a little Buzz Lightyear icon that goes on that one. Yeah. If, you, if you choose make that selection in the Google Calendar, you get the Buzz Lightyear logo. He goes to the end of the Dude, calendar and he just disappears, and you don't know where he goes. Yeah. And beyond. Uh, yeah. yeah, there you go. All right. uh, that's awesome. Well, uh, Scott, you're going to be uh, 
you'll be a blessing to all those places you go. So, uh, well, I'm, I'm anxious to hear when we get, you know, I only get one of those shows there and, and maybe mid to late April, early May, Scott. And I, you know, when, when you were making the shift away from the day to day AD gig, this was one of the things you talked about is, is this kind of a, of a, a lifestyle to be able to do these types of things. Yep. So I'll be curious as you kind of get rolling here, uh, the next couple of months, how that goes. And yeah. if you're sitting there thinking, wow, that was a, that was fantastic. Great decision. Great choice. If you're like, what the heck was I thinking on this? No, no I'm kidding. I think it's yeah, going to be, be a blessing. It'll be great. It'll be awesome. I'm anxious to hear how that goes for you. I, I just hope you come out of your shell and you talk yeah, to people. I, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I you, to break you get in your hotel room. I hope you never yeah, introverted. Yeah, you know, I'm worried I, about that. I'm worried about that. Yeah, yeah, being alone all the time. I know. <laughs> no, I, 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 I mean, in as much as you like, we talk about investing time in other people. I feel like for me, investing in others fills my bucket too. So I mean, yeah. I don't know if that's selfish or not, but I do like helping others. So that really, like, I, you know, it's like when you're a kid or when you're out for sports and you're going re- getting ready for a game, you know, and you get that, you know, kind of that feeling i still get that feeling when i go and and speak or go and help other ad's i get that like all right let's go win this let's go win this thing you know <laughs> i i know it's not a game but i get that same kind of rush you know helping other athletic directors and speaking That's so great. it'll be it'll be fun i do want to take a moment also and scott let's just talk about your book i mean you've got yeah. it now to close to being published Yep. Uh, you've connected with a number of ADs, but just yeah. talk about that process. Talk about the book, the topic, yeah. and maybe, you know, a couple things you've learned through that whole process. Yeah, I, I mean, it's been uh, an interesting process. And, um, you know, this all stemmed from, you know, we went to the NIAAA Section 4 conference, and Butcher was talking about, you know, the theme for the convention. He said that, you know, the DNA of an AD. And I was like, Oh, that'd be a great book title. And so I asked him, I go, Hey, do you, <laughs> you mind if I take our theme and just write a book about that? And he goes, Oh, that'd be great. So we started like talking about all the different terms and descriptions or descriptors of an, of a successful athletic director. And then I was like, man, it would be really cool if I could send all these, you know, descriptors out to ADs and ask them what, that means to them. Um, so it's actually been a really cool process talking to ADs, um, reaching out to, so gotten to meet some ADs that I've never had a conversation with or never met before, but got ADs from, you know, international ADs at Nick DeForest, Jeffrey Coops, um, Dr. Krongstred from Omaha Public Schools, uh, Dr. Jason Parker from Oklahoma, Dr. Smith uh, from Greenwood Public Schools. So uh, and then obviously I got Todd and Aaron to contribute. And so, um, I mean, it's been an amazing experience and, you know, I, I guess one thing, you know, I continue to have to beat my head against a brick wall with, and I know we talked about this a little bit before we even got on, but, you know, I, I keep going back to all the different terms and the, the wisdom that comes with, you know, being an athletic director and then doing it for a while. And, the things that you should do and the things that you shouldn't. And uh, it's amazing. I'm almost 50 and I still do dumb shit sometimes. So uh, <laughs> I guess I'm not done yet. God, <laughs> you have to throw me back in the oven for a little bit. <laughs> hey, 
But we are all a work in progress, yes, my friend. But again, like uh, it's been amazing. It's been really actually very fun. Um, you know, and just going back and for me, you know, I don't have enough time, you know, like you just said that Todd being intentional about finding that time to go read and go work out. And I haven't been good about that lately either. So, I mean, I got to get back to, and, and actually going through this book has reminded me of some things that I need to continue to focus on and get better at. But, um, basically it's just the DNA of an AD and it's, you know, the 12 principles of highly effective athletic administrators. So we talk about, you know, how as an AD, you have to be self-motivated, how you have to be confident. Um, you have to be accountable, passionate, courageous, lead with integrity. And then we talk about that, just that emotional intelligence. And for me, that's just being aware of your surroundings, even though you might not, nobody might not tell you there's a problem, but you can feel it and sense it and be aware of body language of people and attitudes of people and how you can interject um, maybe before something blows up on you. So I, I really liked that chapter, honestly. Uh, but then it just talked about being humble and how important it is to have vision as an athletic administrator. And then just the discipline. Um, I don't know that people understand, um, you know, people who aren't athletic directors understand our schedule and how disciplined we have to be with our time and that we, we live on a schedule and sometimes our schedule completely consumes our lives at times. Uh, but then just, you know, how we have to communicate with so many different people in so many different ways. Um, I, I find that, that that's something in the, through the book that I really thought about a lot was like, you know, as an athletic director, you are connecting and communicating with so many people, how important it is for us to have that emotional intelligence, because we have to be so many different things to so many different people. And I was able to like, think back on being an AD and like, wow, I mean, the job is immense and there's tons of pressure and stress that comes with that. But, you know, obviously through the network of ADs that, that I've had throughout my career and, and through the NIAAA, through the Iowa AD Association, through Washington, through Minnesota, I've learned a lot and met a lot of great people that I've learned um, how to be a good athletic administrator. That doesn't mean I always executed on it, but uh, I, I learned a lot from a lot of great people um, through that process. And then lastly, in the book, we just talk about how important it is to, to love those you lead. And, you know, obviously I, for me, I think that's the most important because I think if you love something and you love someone, you're probably going to work really, really hard to make sure that that person is taken care of and that you're going to, you know, you're going to be self-motivated because you love that person. You're going to have confidence because you want that person to succeed. You're going to be accountable to them and you're going to be passionate uh, because you love them. You're going to, you're going to have some courage that you might not have because you love your kids. You love your coaches uh, to go and fight the good fight at times. Um, you know, so uh, it's been a great kind of journey for me to go through the book. And I was kind of counting my hours and I got up over 200 hours into the book. So Hopefully people like it. Mm. And if they don't, Can't wait. oh, well. <laughs> if no, they don't like great. it, I, I thought I it was a what. good journey for me. So, 
I tell you what, folks, you should be excited about getting the book when it comes out and, and becomes available. It's going to be a, it's a great resource from what I've seen on it, Scott. And oh, thank you. Tip my cap to you once again oh, for your you. efforts uh, in, in being a leader in our profession. I appreciate that. I, I probably yeah, should have. Uh, for sure. I, I, and, uh, I probably should have said that I wouldn't have it done before the AD conference. That was probably maybe some <laughs> wisdom should have come in a little bit there. <laughs> well, you're a budding author. You learn things along the way. Yep. Yes. Some of I'm that's out of your control and you, you know, yep. yeah. So, well, we look forward to it and thanks for sharing yeah, that. And I'm fired yeah. up. I mean, yeah, I, I'm ready I, to go. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm fired up now. Let's, let's get after it. So look forward to that. And it looks beautiful. Can't wait to see it. Well, there you go. That's the life of Scott Jarvis and uh, look, we- look for him coming somewhere close to you. <laughs> In the near future, uh, I see you, I see you, I see you, we, near you. We really could have a we could have a we could have a fun game over the next six months. Honestly, oh, we need to come up with the where in the world of Scott Jarvis. I got to so, buy my uh, red okay, white okay, striped shirt. On the Twitter page, on our Twitter page, Scott, you've there got to you share go. photos from each of these places. Yes, yes, there, there you go. go. You've got to get them out there. I know, <laughs> I know, you're not very accustomed to social media. No, I don't do it much. Hey. I want you to step out. I want you to step out of your comfort zone. Yeah, <laughs> and post once in a while hey, to Twitter. I want hey, I want to get a no, BTB flag funny. and and wave it wherever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like Washington State does I, with College that, Game Day. Uh, that's that's funny, Todd. But I tell you what, honestly, the question becomes: which Twitter account does he post it on? Well, it'll yeah. get shared in all of them. It'll get yeah. liked I mean, by everyone. Yes. <laughs> yes. It'll uh, gotta have those. You have to have those brother weird. and sister accounts. Yep, that's good. Well, good luck, Scott. We look forward to to following you on this journey, and we're proud of you. Keep thank up the good you. work. Absolutely. Well, hey, let's uh, let's take some time and thank some sponsors, guys. We'll do. We are doing a podcast here, after all. We right? are. Yeah. Well, let's. Uh, there you go. Oh, yeah. I've almost forgotten. I've forgotten <laughs> that for a little bit. Kind of got in a pre-show mode there for a little bit. I know we right. did. Well, first sponsor we want to say thank you to is Gipper. If you want your athletic program to stand out on social media, you can do that with Gipper. You can create and share professional sports graphics to social media in seconds on any device without needing design experience. There's new content being added weekly to help your athletic program take the next step in your social media presence. BTB says try out Gipper for free at gogipper.com backslash athletics. That's gogipper.com backslash athletics. And as a leader in the industry, Superfan has spent the last 10 years innovating and changing how schools approach fan engagement, ticketing, fundraising, and more. The Superfan platform includes our customized app. Make it fit your school by choosing from dozens of engagement features designed with your students in mind. Superfan's digital ticketing platform, FlashTix, makes it easy to sell tickets for any type of event. From start to finish, you can purchase tickets in as little as 10 seconds. Easy to set up and manage. It's a valuable addition to any school's toolbox. No matter how big or small your school is, the Superfan platform is your all-in-one solution. Find out more or schedule a demo at superfaninc.com. Varsity Bound is now bound. One platform for high school activities. Software that brings administrators, parents, athletes, and fans together around high school sports and activities. Again, that's Varsity Bound is now bound. Go to letsgetgobound.com to see more.
Are you an AD interested in saving time or making your job a little less stressful? Are you looking for ways to improve the fan experience at your games? Well, Beyond the Bench suggests that you take a good look at Hometown Ticketing. Hometown Ticketing provides schools with everything needed to offer professional-level online ticketing at absolutely no cost to your school or athletic program without the need to create an account, remember a password, or download an app. From individual game tickets to customized season pass programs, our friends at Hometown Ticketing can customize an entire platform for your athletic program. That's Hometown Ticketing, the official ticketing partner of VNN Sports. Visit them at www.hometownticketing.com to enroll your school today. And finally, as an AD, becoming a better leader is always a priority for you. Well, I've been following Jamie Beckler for some time now and recently joined his online membership site, theleadershipplaybook.com. Jamie is the author of numerous books. He hosts the Success is a Choice podcast and helps athletic departments across the country build better cultures. He is also a former high school athletic director. And being a member of theleadershipplaybook.com is like having my own leadership coach on call. Jamie provides a fresh set of eyes to the issues we are sure to encounter. I highly recommend reaching out to him at Coach Beckler on Twitter. And again, just one final thank you to all of our sponsors. Uh, Gipper, Superfan, Varsity Bound, Bound, Hometown Ticketing, and Jamie Beckler. Hey, before we jump into something, I wanted to give you guys, I've been meaning to share this with you. Got a, I want to share a shout out we got from a new AD um, down in Memphis, Tennessee. Seth King had reached out uh, to me uh, early in the weekend, just asking about actually some, some mental health resources. We talked about that on the show. He'd heard about that and was asking for anything we could send down his direction. So I told him I, I would send him some stuff here early next week. Uh, if you're listening out there, Seth, uh, we're going to talk a bit about our show from back uh, September 2020 with... Uh, um, with, uh, oh, uh, Kyle. Kyle Kinney a little bit here. Yep, Kyle Kinney today, so listen for that. But anyway, he just wanted to give a shout-out. Uh, he's a new AD. He's been assistant AD at Harding Academy in Memphis, Tennessee, and he's taken over as a new AD down there, just got hired, and loves the show, finds it fun, finds it educational, and he's a big fan of BTB. So, Seth, congrats on the new job, and thanks for listening to Beyond the Bench. Yeah. Hi, Seth, and thanks for listening. Hey, while we're giving a shout-out, how about a shout-out to the new Linmar AD in your league, uh, Tanya Moe. Absolutely. Uh, awesome. Taking yes. over at Linmar. Uh, so Excited congratulations to Tanya. She's uh, a, a great partner in the Iowa High School Athletic Director Association and uh, going to be a, a continued great fit at Linmar. Absolutely. Best of luck, Tanya. Well, guys, um, today we just decided, you know, let's talk about current events, really, kind of what's going on. And and we're going to start. Um, our, our thoughts and prayers go out to uh, Caleb Stoppel uh, down in Olathe East High School, uh, shooting there the other day, uh, the SRO, um, the students, the families, the school and community down there. And, and uh, you know, fortunately, uh, everyone uh, looks like they are going to recover. I think they're out of the hospital at this point. Caleb's out of the hospital. Uh, Caleb has been at Olathe East. He's headed to Wichita, Kansas, to be the director of athletics uh, there at Wichita. Uh, but just another one of those situations, guys, where you're you're doing your doing your job, and all of a sudden things change in just a, a second. 
And, uh, you know, we asked for some questions this week, and one of them from Lance Loya uh, was, you know, how do we how do we handle school shootings? What do we do? And, um, you know, we've we've talked about that a little bit before we even got on the show and, and even talked a little bit yesterday. Um, I don't know. Uh, that's a tough one because you just, you just don't know when things are going to go South. Um, you know, the first thing Aaron and I saying as we, as we're texting yesterday was just, we talk a lot about relationships and, and, uh, that's the truth of it. As we were talking today, I think Aaron has a good thing for us all to remember that they do at Kennedy. And uh, so I'm just going to call on to talk about that now for just a little bit. Sure. And, and this is kind of what we were getting at, Scott. We talked about, or Todd, we talked about just relationships. And, and you know, the question was, what what can we do as ADs, you know, uh, to, to play a role, have, have a, an impact in, in keeping these things from happening? And, and, and we talk all the time about the importance of relationship. It all really comes back down to relationships. And one of the things we've talked about, and this comes from my mentor, uh, you know, Mary Wazinski, Dr. W. This was always her big thing is she would ask kids all the time in her school, is, is there at least one teacher in this building, one adult in this building you feel like you connect with, that you have a positive connection with, that if you're struggling, if you're, if, if you're confused, if you're frustrated, if you are, um, don't know what your next steps are going to be, is there an adult in this building that you feel connected to that you can go talk to so that they can help you and they can get you moving forward? And that was always her goal. Uh, and, and, and I always talked about her as being a connector. And I think as ADs, that's one of the things we can do is we can be a connector. We can... We can work with our coaches and work with our kids and get to know both as best we can and connect our kids with the adults in our buildings, the adults, the educators in our programs to try to build those relationships so that when kids find themselves in situations of struggle and confusion and frustration, um, they're turning to those adults rather than turning to destructive decisions. Um, so they like what started to happen here, what happened in, in, in the Kansas City area here this past weekend. So, can we strive to have our programs be someplace that help connect kids so they've got people to lean on um, in tough times? I think, Aaron, you made a, you made a great point because we were talking about, you know, a situation close to home, honestly. Um, I think immediately when we talk about coaches, we talk about head coaches, but is there somebody in your program, it might be an assistant coach. Yes. Might be a freshman coach. It doesn't have to be the head coach that they feel connected to. Um, it's just a matter: is is it an adult uh, on the staff? I mean, if we're talking about a team, a basketball team, yep. let's say, yeah, yep. uh, it doesn't have to be the head coach. Not everyone has to like the head coach, but do you have an assistant coach that you connect with? Yeah, and I think that's a great question we can ask within our programs. And when when you're talking to kids and just trying to kind of take the temperature of your program and what's the what's the culture? of my volleyball program? What's the culture of my marching band? What's the culture of my football program? And you just talk to kids. I think it's a great question to ask them. Hey, is there an adult on the staff, one of the coaches or, or, or directors in, in this program that you feel you connect with? Then it be the head coach, but who, but who is it? Because here's the deal. Um, a lot of folks want it to be the head coach, but man, the head coach is oftentimes, the, that's the buck stops here decision maker. Mm -hmm. You know, names on the door and, and there's going to be a lot of frustration sometimes with decisions that the, the head director or head coach makes. But you're hoping that the assistant coaches are in positions and roles there to uh, to really positively connect with those kids. And so that's a great question to ask our coaches or ask kids about your programs. If you want to know some important stuff about about your team's culture, if kids can say yes to that question, do you have a coach 
or director in that program you trust, you can go to, you can take your problems to, if you're struggling, you're confused, that you connect to. And if their question's yes, then you got a great program going. It doesn't mean they agree with everything, but they've got somebody in that staff they trust. Uh, and in tough times, that's what matters. It just reminded me too, I think, I mean, as far as the activities department, I was just thinking about what an important role our activities, whatever, whether you call them administrative assistant, whether you call them a secretary, mm. I just know that mine at Green County has such great relationships with our kids. She would be a trusted adult for a lot of our kids. Oh yeah, They wouldn't even make it into my office because she is so good with our kids and cares so much. And they know that she cares about them. So I think that trusted adult could be anybody, but that's, again, that's why it's so important that in our offices, if we have an opportunity to surround ourselves with people, if we have an opportunity to have a full-time assistant, um, yeah, boy, I mean, they can play such a vital role in that too. It's just whoever it is. Um, I think that's the lesson here is, is there somebody, is there a trusted adult that you can, that they can talk to? Yeah. Cause you think about those school shootings. I mean, I don't know. I've never been around and I haven't been in those situations, but I've, I think I'm okay operating the assumption that that's not what those kids want to do. That's not yeah. the path they want to go down. Um, and so you wonder just where along the way could there have been a conversation that might have made the difference and kept that from happening? And and, and are we going to get them all? Absolutely not. Um, that's impossible. There's there's no way you're going to keep all these things from happening. But I think it's just that constant driver to build relationships and connect kids to yep. adults is the best thing we've got to, to help prevent that. Yep. Yeah, because I, I think if you have those connections, Aaron, that you, you feel like um, if they see a kid struggling or if they know a kid struggling, hopefully we, we can get them the help that they need so that this, you know, mm -hmm. these incidents like this don't happen. And and I, and I think on top of that, too, I think, you know, in our society, we become so numb to some of the things. I don't know that we always give credence to when kids say things that are a little bit scary that we don't take it seriously. I think we need to, when we have kids that say, even if it's, you know, talking about hurting themselves or hurting others, we need to take those seriously and, and make sure that we have discussions and make sure we report that to people so that we can try to eliminate some of these issues we've had. Not, I'm not even saying just school shootings, but just overall, um, just making sure yeah. that our teachers, our coaches are reaching out and letting, letting, guidance counselors know, letting administrators know if they do see issues or problems or hear of issues or problems, um, that they communicate that. Yeah. So, uh, again, no solutions. Um, I think just continue to be vigilant, uh, to try and be intentional about relationships, um, identifying, Now's not the time for us to run away from our kids. We know that or adults, um, they need us now more than ever. So what we do is very, very important. But again, we'll just close this by our thoughts and prayers with, with Caleb Stoppel, Olathe East High School, the community, the school, uh, the, the school resource officer who uh, answered the call. Uh, we just uh, hope you continue to, to get better and, and, uh, and uh, yeah, 
just continue to get better. Mm. Next issue, again, a, a little bit heavy, but we want to talk about mental health. Um, been a couple instances, uh, some close to home, uh, some at uh, maybe collegiate level where, uh, you know, school or uh, kids have just kind of struggled. And uh, we, we've kind of we've read about the situations where some kids have taken their lives and and. Uh, we, t- we talked about this a lot during COVID, uh, during the times when we were separated. We had a Dr. Jared Spencer on mm-hmm. uh, from out in Philadelphia. Uh, but we also had our one of my local guys, Kyle Kinney, who is a certified uh, mental health counselor on uh, way back in, what was it, Aaron? Uh, September, September 20. Yeah. Of 2020. Of 2020. So, and Kyle just, he was a great guest. So if if you're looking for something to to listen to in full, go back to that September 20 of 2020. It's in season two um, and listen to Kyle. But um, again, I I think we, we talked to him about, you know, what can our coaches do to help student athletes with social emotional needs and, and I'm just going to highlight some things that he said, and you guys uh, can chime in when we're done here. But, um, you know, we do the IOU survey here uh, in the state of Iowa, and uh, that showed back at that time that 34%, a third of them, of juniors who took it have had uh, depression episodes and have admitted to being depressed at times. Um, so... And one of the things that he said, you know, what do you do? You, well, number one, you take time with kids and you got to be intentional about being out there with them, uh, connecting with them, talking to them, uh, not just coaches. I think administrators, I think uh, getting out from that desk and getting out in the hallways, you know, finding ways to talk to kids at practice or um, if they're in the hallway and you've got a minute uh, to tell them good job at the game last night or good job at the concert. And I, I love watching you sing. I love watching you play, whatever the case might be. Uh, he made the comment that those kids need five positive for every negative that they have. And guys, you think about some of the places our kids are coming from and uh, the negative things that they hear every day at home when they're away from us uh, or the negative things they hear in the hallways that, you know, people can be mean, but they need a lot of positives and, no matter what things look like, we've got to take the time to be positive with them. Yeah, you know, and I want to touch on that one here a little bit because, you know, we talk about our programs. We want the, the programs we lead, our athletic and activities programs, to be um, maybe an escape from a lot, from a lot of the pressures uh, yeah. and, and tough stuff in kids' lives. Um, and, man, we got to find – got to keep encouraging our coaches to find the right balance because our coaches – are by nature are competitive and they're, and they're looking for continuous improvement. And, 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 you know, when a game is done, what's, what, what's the one thing our coaches are probably going to navigate to first. We all know the answer to that. Where do they go first? Um, they're going to go to the, the, well, how many turnovers did we have? How many penalties did we have? You know, how, how many, how many, mis- you know, where the, where can we make mistakes? Cause they jump right into continual improvement mode um, after practices and after games, when they're talking to kids, um, because, okay, great, we won the game, or great, we were competitive in the game tonight, or, hey, we had a great practice, but. And then after that but comes a list of things we've got to get better at. You know, we got to get better shooting the ball, got to put better transition defense, got to get better on the glass. We didn't do this well tonight. We didn't do that well tonight. 
you know, and I, I say that from a standpoint of we got to remember that, man, if these kids need to hear more positive than negative. And, and I think it, we, we can get in our own way sometimes of, yeah, we, yes, we have to take a look at ways to get better. We're competitive and, and we've been, we're in this competitive sports world, but are we taking time to make sure we're giving them time to celebrate? Are we taking time to celebrate the good things they did and make sure they know we know that you know, we can take on the stuff we got to get better at tomorrow. Yep. Um, so try to talk to the coaches about that too. Cause that's, you want your kids walking out the locker room, wanting to come back tomorrow and feeling that this, this is someplace they belong and is positive part of their life. Not someplace that just brings them down further, like everything else in their life. So something to think about coaches yeah, that are out there, ADs working with coaches. Aaron, I don't know if you um, get that coaching AD magazine, but this year, the, the number one, you know, typically it's like finding quality coaches or it's lack of funding this year uh, for the first time. Um, actually, you know, finding quality coaches was number three. Um, funding was number two. And actually, health and safety of our staff and students was number one. Um, so, you know, it's, I know it's something that's on the mind of our ADs. So if if our ADs need resources, please reach out. And, and again, I know, like Aaron, you talked about it. I know that we concentrate a lot on the wins and losses and the X's and O's and the strategies, but at the end of the day, um, a lot of that stuff will, will, uh, will melt away with years, but those relationships and um, the coaches that care and, and when our kids know that they care about them, um, that's what they'll remember. And I think that's the one thing that we probably don't spend enough time on because there's so much pressure to win and to be the best. And, and if you don't win, you're going to lose your job and um, which is unfortunate. And then that adds a whole nother level of, you know, emotional and mental wellness that, that goes with that too. Yeah. You know, you say that too, and it makes me think of something else on that. I, uh, and this is probably me putting a little mirror up and take a look at myself in the mirror because I, I am as guilty, probably maybe more guilty than most on this, but, you know, I think about when we get to a point where a young person or or older person gets to the point where they taking their life is is appears to them like their only option uh, or their best best path. Um, those folks are reaching out before that point. And, and I and I guess sometimes I, I'm, t- I'm saying this to myself when we talk about it, because the question to us is what what role, how can, what role can we play in positive student mental health? And, and, and man, I got to stop rushing so much from A to B to C to D on my to-do list because I wonder sometimes how many important conversations I miss yeah. yep. where somebody's down, somebody's frustrated, somebody's, somebody's struggling. And because I'm so dang worried about my to-do list in my office, I don't stop and really hear them yep. and, and, and hear them reaching out. Uh, yeah. So I think one of the things we got to remind ourselves daily, go back to our why. It's one of the things Kyle talked about that day as well is, is remembering your why, your purpose, why, why you're an educator, why you're a coach, why yeah. you're an AD. And and part of that is to have influence on folks' life, positive influence in folks' life and uh, and kids' lives. And are we stopping and listening when they're reaching out? Or are we too busy to get back to our to-do list, our practice schedule, um, et cetera? And, I, and I, we can't miss those 
we can't miss those times that our people are reaching out to us, looking for us to get them going the right direction again, or looking for us to help, to be somebody they can lean on so they don't keep going downhill. And I'm bad at it. I am. I, 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 I'm saying that probably, like I said, I, as I'm more looking at my reflection in the mirror thing, man, Aaron, are you doing that? And it's something we have to think about. Mm-hmm. That honest conversation with ourselves. I, I Sorry, I stepped away there for a moment, but did we talk about um, what Kyle said about role modeling? I hadn't got there yet. Kyle talked about, you know, how do we help these kids? And you talk about whether it's coaches or administrators, whatever the case might be, but how you role model rolling with the punches. And when life mm-hmm. throws you something difficult, just rolling with it. And how do you handle that? Um, not letting it really be a big burden to you. Um, so I, I think that's important to remember too, that we, we role model how we, how we need to react. And, and a lot, that's hard sometimes. Um, maybe we need to call somebody and vent a little bit and let them hear it and, uh, get it off our chest and then we can go roll with it. But I think you give kids those solutions again. What did we just role model and what do we share with kids? You know, I was frustrated with this. So I called a friend and I talked to him about it. I had that one person or I had somebody I called that was my Mount Rushmore. And I talked to him about it and I got it off my chest. But do we share that with kids? I think it's important, again, that um, probably, again, the the biggest thing I, I just really believe in is that letting kids know that what they do on the court doesn't identify who they are as a person. And they're more than that. They're more than a scoreboard or a, a win or a loss. Um, just let them know that you care. So I, I think the important thing is just keep it in front of you and uh, keep building those relationships. Like we say, I, it's boy, it's, it's a broken record, but uh, I think what Aaron said was, was spot on and something for all of us to maybe take stock in and to evaluate where we're at with that as well. Uh, last thing just want to talk about, we, uh, one of the questions that we'll, we'll get to today was from Jacob Hedger, who's the principal down in Trainer, Trainer, Iowa. Um, he said, how do you help a struggling colleague when there doesn't appear to be a good answer? How do you help a struggling colleague when there doesn't appear to be a good answer? I think the big thing is just to listen. Um, I think you touched on it a little bit already, Todd, is just when you find yourself in those situations where you just don't know what to do or you're struggling. um, I think sometimes just talking it out and, you know, sometimes we just need to listen. Um, I don't know that we always need to solve the problem for them. Um, Yes. Sometimes, sometimes, you know, I call you and Aaron lots of times and I don't know that I, ever, you know, want you to solve a problem, but a lot of times you do, but there are times and it's just nice to have somebody listen and, you know, talk through it so that you can process it. So, I mean, I think you know, one of the important things is that you, and we've talked about it throughout already. I mean, really, you know, making sure we have good connections, making sure that when we're feeling, you know, we're kind of mentally struggling that we have people that we can reach out to 
that we trust and that we know that love us and, you know, and, and somebody that will just listen to us. Um, sometimes I feel like the frustration can build if we're trying to talk over somebody who's just trying to talk something out. Mm-hmm. I think I, I'll back that up. Back that up. Um, yeah. With what I think I learned the most out of my one-on-one coaching sessions with coaches Mm -hmm. is just exactly that. Because one of the things I ask them all the time in those sessions is what can I do to help you? What, what's Mm -hmm. the, the biggest thing I can do. And I think so many times, I don't, I I don't know if I can put a number on it, but I'm going to say eight out of 10 times. It's just, they would say this. Yeah. Just, right. just listen. Just talk. Yeah. Just spend time. Spend 30 or 40 minutes and promote them to think and listen to what they're going through. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Just, just listen. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, I'm going to come back off of that one, just with us listening, but two, I want to come back to one of our most important roles. And, and, and I, I tell you, I've, you can tell I've been doing a lot of thinking about this lately. Um, I'm going to come back to us being connectors. Um, they may come to us because we're their AD and, 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 and their leader, their mentor, they might be looking to for advice and things like that, but we may not. Scott, after we listen, we, we may not know the answer. No, yeah. Have an answer yep. or, or have a direction to send them. But if we're doing our, our job as ADs and as leaders in our, in our school building and knowing our people, um, I may not have the answer for you, but I know who in our staff does, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. who's been yeah. through something similar to what you're going through, yeah. who's had the same frustrations good, you're having right now. That's a really good And they've point. gotten through it to the other side. Yeah. And let, let me connect you to them. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I think we can't underestimate our role as connectors. Our job isn't to do everything. Our job isn't to to solve everything all the time. Certainly if we can, we should. But a lot of times our job is to put people in the right places with the right people at the right time. Mm. And and in this area, we know somebody else on our staff who's been there, done that, and knows. And, uh, you know, what's what's that old story out there where the guy (coughs) is trapped in a hole and keeps asking people when they walk by to help him get out of the hole, and then one guy walks by and says, hey, can you help me get out of the hole? I'm stuck down here. I don't know how to get out. (laughs) And the guy jumps down the hole with him. Says, what are you doing? Now we're both stuck down here. Says, yeah, you're right. We are. But I've been here before, and I know the way out. um, Can we connect them with people who – yeah. Who, who can help in that struggle because they've been there, done that. Love that. So, Be a connector. Yeah, that's good. Yep. Yeah. That's great. Another practical thing I think that I would, I would say, and we kind of hit on this, um, but when there doesn't seem to be a good answer, let's just go back and talk about the why we're doing this. That That's why I've just, I've just tried so hard to, I just believe so much. And I think Scott's one of the first people that probably talked about this and, and, but just having that purpose statement, having that why statement, because when, when the things get tough, I can pull that back out and I can read that. And I need that reminder. Um, The answer may come, you know, we are very impatient people, right? We, We want the answer right away. Yeah. And sometimes we've got to grow before we can find that answer. So maybe the answer isn't going to be given to us 
right now. But we've got to continue to be faithful to do what we do. And eventually then maybe that answer will come. But in the meantime, stay true to your why. Stay true to your purpose. And eventually you'll find the answer. Yep. And, and I would say this. If anybody is listening to this and you want some help finding your why or your purpose statement, let us know. I believe it has changed my life over the last year and a half or two years more than a lot of things that I've ever done. It's having that in places where I can see it and I know where it's at when I need to read it. And if you need to develop your purpose statement, your why statement, we'd love to help you do that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, guys, there you have it. We didn't know if we had an hour and here we sit at 53 minutes now going into the, the, you know, our you know, it would be thought. a cool, you know, it would be a cool uh, podcast session, Todd and Aaron. You just said it, Todd. I, I think it, it'd be cool that we just went through an exercise with people on how to uh, put together that transformational purpose or that why statement. You know, mm-hmm. what kind of things can we walk them through to get them to, you know, because sometimes that's hard to do. Um, it is. Yeah. So maybe we could do that. It's a good idea. Yeah. We can do that. Well, Aaron, you've got our closing thoughts. So let's, uh, let's toss it over to you. Sounds good. I'm going to kind of stay on this topic. It might go back to that, that second topic we talked about with that student mental health. And I came across, started thinking about this as far as a wrap up to the show or just something to discuss, uh, maybe for us to keep in mind uh, as ADs as, as what, what kind of influence we need to have in our community. So I came across a, a thread on Twitter yesterday morning. And, uh, and I, I want to be careful here at the same time. It is what it is. Um, came across a thread that a post and then became a thread as the day went on about the Super Pee Wee Wrestling Tournament, the youth wrestling tournament up in Waterloo over the weekend. Kindergartners, first graders, second graders, you know, that Pee Wee level, beginning wrestlers. And and the initial tweet had links and stories about, and I kid you not, guys, about um, 30 kindergartners to watch at this weekend's Super Pee Wee Wrestling Tournament in Waterloo. Lord have mercy. <clears throat> And here's the deal. I, I, get, I understand the positive intention going on with all this, that we're trying to promote wrestling, try to build the sport, build the next generation of wrestlers, um, get people in the state of Iowa excited about it, which is, you know, it's hard to imagine the state of Iowa not excited about wrestling. But I get it. I get the positive intent behind it. But, but I put my, my 15 years of experience and, and wisdom, quote, unquote, wisdom for some would say out there uh, when they talk about Stecker and wisdom. But you know, one of the things I see when I when I start seeing kids struggling with mental health, struggling with being frustrated with sports. And let's remember, let's not forget this stat when we talk about things like, hey, 30 kindergarten wrestlers to watch. Most kids, 70 percent. What's the data out there? 68, 70 percent of kids out there quit or significantly reduce their 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 youth sports experience in their early teens. By the time yeah. the 13, 70 percent, they're walking away from it. Yeah. Yeah, 70% quit by the time they're 13, 14 years old. Well, why? Well, man, if you're a kindergarten wrestler, first grader, second grader, and you're one of the 30 to watch at the Super Pee Wee Wrestling Tournament when you're six years old, where is there to go? Uh 
you know, if you're supposed to keep getting better and keep, well, this, man, I, I, I get to this. We as ADs and as educational leaders need to make sure that our people's value is tied up in who they are as a person and their character and their integrity and the kind of person they're growing to become. It's their value and worth is not tied up in what they do and what they accomplish. Yes. And we have to be so careful Aaron, and so watchful. Aaron, yes, yes. Say it again for the people in the upper deck. <laughs> we need to be so careful, Todd, that our young people and our coaches don't feel like their value, their worth comes from what they do and their success and their achievements within it. But rather it comes from the character and the integrity and the people they are and the people they're working to become. And I get so scared and so worried when I see all the hype. And it, we go back to student mental health and when they start digging on kids, and, and I want to be careful about this, the Stanford girl and the, and, and, and the young men at Iowa State of Liberty. I'm not saying it, but boy, when you start tracing back on student mental health struggles um, and suicidal thoughts and tendencies in our young people, a lot of it comes back tied into the fact that they didn't feel like it could live up to people's expectations. Man, we have to make sure that they know we value them for who they are as a person and who they're growing to become, not by are they first team all conference, fifth team all state, did they get a scholarship, are they a starter, how many points did they score tonight? Uh, be careful. And yep. that starts with the conversation in the car on the way home. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, start with what we, how many times we talked about making sure our people hear those five words. I love watching you play. Yep. Um, so anyway, that's my thought. I, I really that's struggled when I point. saw that and I thought, boy, are those poor kiddos being set up for nothing but struggle because they feel like they'll never meet the bar in yeah. their five. Mm-hmm. That, that makes me think of uh, when we had Kenna, when we did the uh, educational <laughs> base athletics pod, the series and we had the student athletes on and Kenna Sauer. Oh, yeah said, yep. I need to know who Kenneth Sauer is, not Kenneth Sauer, the volleyball player. I need to know who Kenneth Sauer, Kenneth Sauer is. So when you say that, it makes oh, yeah. me think about that and how important that is, is that our kids know that. That's a great point, Aaron. Thank you for, thank you yeah. for bringing that up tonight. That was great. Yeah. Thanks, Aaron. Yeah. Well, guys, that wraps, guys, it, up. wraps it up. And, um, our next podcast, we're going to take a couple weeks here. I'm going on spring break, uh, heading to Arizona for 10 Woo-hoo! days. And then we're back, and we're at the IHS ADA tournament. Or a tournament. Uh, IHS ADA. Oh, well, it I suppose kind of feels a, like a tournament. It, is kind it of does. A tournament. <laughs> it, it is a competition in some respects. Uh, yes. But I digress. Well, yes. our friend Brent Butcher is going to find out just what kind of a cup oh, tournament it is this, this year. When, when you're in his seat, man. Ugh. It is a competition. Yeah. Good luck, Isn't Butch. Isn't it stressful? Good, good. Uh, That's a stressful yeah. week Woo-hoo. when you're that second VP, man. Yeah. Is everybody going to show up? <laughs> yeah. Well, we know BTB is going to show up on Tuesday morning at the popcorn right. session. And that will be – our next recording will be uh, from our mini session at the Iowa High School Athletic Directors Association. Look forward to talking with uh, several ADs uh, during that time. So – Scott, have a great uh, tour around uh, yes, thank you. the Midwest and, and uh, the Far West and wherever it's going to take you. Uh, we look forward to talking with you about, about that as well. Aaron, have a good spring break over there in Cedar Rapids, whatever you're going to do. Uh, are I'll be you- heading to sunny San Diego. All right. Ooh, nice. All right. Going to go down and go see William down there. So good. Excited. Have a good trip with that. So, 
Uh, we uh, want to thank our sponsors, thank Hometown, Hometown Ticketing, Ticketing Gipper, Gipper, Bound, Bound Super Fan Inc., Inc., and Jamie Beckler in the Leadership Playbook. Hope you all have a blessed spring break. I hope you have some time to relax before the spring seasons really kick in when we get back and start going 100 miles an hour, April and May. And then, hey, let's start softball and baseball in May, too. That's right. But we all got it. Uh, We've all got a job to do. Uh, Stay connected to those kids. Be connectors. Keep seeking those relationships and keep making a difference wherever you're at and uh, whatever school you are serving. Have a great time uh, over the next few weeks. I know I'm going to. And we'll talk to you next time from the Iowa High School Athletic Directors Association Convention. Be blessed.